are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball! What is happening? Welcome to the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, your episode for Thursday, August the 27th, and a monumental day for the NBA. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, the sports writer here in Detroit City, covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They are back with six great new flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order or your next order if you already used that first order one. Today, of course, we're going to talk about the strike by the players on Wednesday, where we go from here. And also, we will take a little bit of Pistons questions, um, some NBA draft stuff. Some came in and we got the big boards coming in, all sorts of uh, reactions from the margins on that one. We'll get into the big picture stuff next week. But, uh, yeah, we got a little draft mailbag that we want to sort through a couple of the questions later in terms of some prospects that we haven't talked about and maybe give a little lip service to those guys as we continue to think about the NBA draft here. But more important things going on in the world, obviously, more important things going on in the NBA as well. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore for that, also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons Dash. Matt Shook. Now, last night, Wednesday, as we normally record these episodes late night before putting them up first thing in the morning for you guys, you know, everything was going on on Wednesday night. Of course, the RNC going on and uh, the reports that were coming in minute by minute almost with the meeting that was going on. We didn't tape the show just because I felt like there was so much up in the air. And still, as I taped this in the middle of the morning on Thursday, not really sure what's happening with the season. So in case you live under a rock, we wanted to throw this out there. And I know there's a million places to listen to um, the back and forth about what's going on in the country, how it relates to the NBA. Um, you guys know, if, if you're a listener, I'm, I'm a white guy who grew up in the suburbs here in Detroit. So a little bit difficult in some respects to talk about some of these things. We had a thought of maybe just bringing on someone from the Pistons organization. We did reach out to the Pistons late afternoon, got crickets from them, which I think – by the way, uh, as we talk about the players in the meeting last night, kind of leaning on ownership for more types of things, I think that maybe my small micro uh, situation of that relates a little bit to that. Maybe the teams should jump in a little bit more, owners? I don't know. Anyway, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, they did not come out of the locker room for Wednesday's 4 p.m. game on Wednesday against the uh, Orlando Magic in the bubble. In protest of the police shooting of Jacob Blake, who is now paralyzed, but thankfully alive, um, the whole three-game slate of playoff games was canceled on Wednesday. Then, we're, again, we're getting lots of secondhand reporting from last night from the all-hands-on-deck players meeting that happened late on Wednesday. Reports that the Clippers and Lakers voted to cancel the season and they're walking away from the NBA. But that's actually not what happened. Of course, we wait for, for Woj to get the real report as uh, there was about a half hour there where it looked like, oh, the season's over? That's weird. Um, so, you know, by the way, I think what we're learning in is we always should be waiting for Woj in these situations. So apparently there was less of a vote that was going on last night and more of a where are you kind of leaning, where do you stand straw poll. 
And as we know, these things can change. They had already set up a meeting for Thursday morning, this morning as I speak, to talk about it more. So during the kind of sub, sub, subsequently during the NBA Board of Governors meeting, which is also going on late this morning too. So just a lot to digest here, obviously. Um, so first off, you know, kudos to the Milwaukee Bucks for taking a stand, a strong statement. And it seems a little bit different than everything from before with the Black Lives Matter on the court, the messages on the jerseys. This is something that was done without permission from the league. I think it's something that falls under the category of good trouble, as John Lewis, the late John Lewis, would say. Um, feels more authentic in this situation. Um, I wonder, and this is just me speculating because the Bucks did put out their own statements, but you wonder uh, if they were being honest about the Magic not accepting the forfeit. You know, the assumptions from this podcast are being that the you know the season will resume eventually, that everyone will kind of um, simmer down. There will be more. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But my assumption is that basketball will be played again relatively soon in Orlando. Game five will be played. The Bucks are still going to be up three to one going into that game. But I wonder if you had the Bucks in an honest moment. Um, you know, without this forfeit, there's not as much skin in the game in terms of the the strike, as I call it, as you should call it, because it's not uh, necessarily a uh, a boycott. And, I, and we can get to the semantics of that. We won't. But uh, um, I wonder if Milwaukee would have rather sacrificed the loss, right, and still beaten, still beaten the Magic in six or seven games. I really thought that would have been more of like a, a boss move on their part. And I know that, again, it, it probably is out of their control what happens after they make their strike. And, and again, uh, hats off to them, to the Milwaukee Bucks, the organization for doing that. John Horst is the general manager of that team, a, a Southeast Michigan guy from the thumb. Um, there's some other people in that organization that I know well as well. Mike Budenholzer there. Um, just just props to that group. Uh, the ownership, by the way, put out a strong statement in support of their players. They have been on the forefront of some of these things even well before the Jacob Blake shooting. Uh, Sterling Brown, as we know, was accosted by police. Uh, I believe it was last year, maybe two years ago. Um, but I wonder if by everyone shutting it down, if part of the audacity and the purpose of the Bucks protest was lost. Uh, in my mind, I was thinking, uh, maybe I was getting conspiratorial about it, but maybe the Bucks were thinking, can we punish our fans to some level, right? Can we punish the people of Wisconsin until they do something at, at the state level, at the Department of Justice level, um, all those levels? Uh, you know, our local sports team winning is a universally beloved theme. Everyone gets behind it, something everyone wants. Uh, when we're talking about the Detroit teams, the Michigan teams, and uh, same thing obviously in Wisconsin and Milwaukee. Now, we got bots out say, out there saying that they're out on the NBA, so maybe you're losing a lot of your Russian fan base for the trolls over there. And I know there are some people who do, who do are genuinely out on the NBA. I wonder why. But uh, probably people that I would not hang out with. But, yeah, I just kind of wonder if the Bucks were were kind of making even a deeper stand and saying – you know, maybe if our fans, maybe if our people in Wisconsin had something taken away from them, a win in a uh, in a playoff game, that uh, maybe something could change. Maybe there would be more protests in Wisconsin. Maybe there would be more people who changed their minds or thought about things a little bit longer. And while we're on the subject, by the way, I want to also, also give a little bit of clout and props to the Detroit Lions. We don't usually do that here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast for any number of reasons, but... Matt Patricia and the players uh, stepped up and you know canceled practice on Tuesday 
and I'm not going to draw a direct line from what the Lions did to the Bucks, but obviously setting the tone in professional sports for bringing more of a focus into this latest incident of police brutality. And so, yeah, I wanted to give up some props to the Detroit Lions for that. But also, of course, big ups to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, uh, becoming a leader of the league, in addition to being the two-time MVP, will be soon the two-time MVP, and one first-time defensive player of the year. But at the end of the night, right, this becomes kind of a story about LeBron James too, right? Because he's LeBron James. He's almost as popular as the entire rest of the league combined. And, uh, you know, what he tweets when the Bucks make their stand, what he votes, what he does in the meeting, it kind of turns into the LeBron show. And I'm a LeBron guy, and I'm also a Giannis guy, so I don't really have a dog in this in this fight. But I wonder if competitively the Bucks are a little irked about that, right? If they're just like, man, it turned into kind of the LeBron show by the end of the day once again. But, again, this is, out, this is like kind of the micro-level breaking down of things I don't really know about and things I'm speculating about because I don't you – know, that's – I don't know. That's just what I got today for you guys. I want to think of some things that are outside of the the platitudes that a lot of people are saying. And also, you know, big ups to Detroiter Chris Weber for some of the comments that he made on TNT last night. Uh, NBA TV, Sam Mitchell, a guy that I know who uh, spoke out about some of his experiences. I know Jim Jackson on NBA TV, the Ohio State guy, was, uh, was giving it as well. So nice for the NBA to give some uh, theater to those guys, to give some – Time, some camera time to some guys to speak their minds, and kudos to those guys for stepping up and making their, their messages known. So, uh, again, props, pat on the back, attaboys to everyone. Want to be clear on that. Um, but, yeah, just interesting to see where we go from here. We're going to talk about that next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But, hey, but as you know, Built Bar is the way that I start most every morning these days. It's the best pre- tasting protein bar Ever. They're relaunched right now with six new delicious flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp as well. Add that to the 12 original flavors, and you've got yourself a home run. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. These are healthy, great for the health-conscious guy. This is a dude bar, fellas, if you're listening. Lose or maintain the weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, Great for the keto diet, all the macros that you want. Let me tell you about the coconut almond one. Uh, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Keep you in that ketosis, as I know you like to be in during the keto diet. And they've also reset the promo code for this relaunch. So if you use the promo code before, you can use it one more time. Also, free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Yes, sir! Well, some big news broke there during the commercial break, but first wanted to remind you guys to get your top seven in for the big board for the Detroit Pistons. Who would you pick? One through seven, if if number one falls, if you got LaMelo Ball number one, put him at number one on your list. Of course, there's not a great chance he falls to seven, but have him on there because that's what you're going to do in the war room for the Pistons. I got a Reddit thread started that you can easily find. You can comment on there or reach out to me on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore after that to reach that. Uh, to, we'll compile them all into a spreadsheet. We'll talk about the Pistons' official fan big board uh, for the draft coming up next week. But like I talked about, and, and I'm not uh, super clairvoyant or something like that, but I, as I talked about last segment, I figured there's 
little to no chance that the NBA season actually gets canceled, as was reported last night by Shams of The Athletic. He was first to tweet it, but he did say, sources, here's a tweet from Shams last night, the Lakers and Clippers have voted to boycott the NBA season. Most other teams voted to continue. LeBron James has exited the meeting. End tweet. Now, I think that's a case of, hey, you got some information. You might want to check that out before you just release it on Twitter real quick because that was like a shocking tweet to see, right? And I came across late last night. Shortly after that, Woj said, yeah, that wasn't really a vote, and it's not the, the season is not boycotted. And as we find out, you know, half a day later, cooler heads prevailed. Everyone got in a room together and said that, yeah, we're actually going to play. So, again, and, and, I, and I know I got – uh, I, I have a little thread of professional jealousy for the people who are much younger than me who are doing these types of jobs. But let's just let's just slow down a little bit on the tweets sometimes. Let's be right about things. Journalism has a bad rap, and I think that things like this are part of the reason because of it. So Woj comes in, cleans up the mess, and uh, they have the meeting today. And not not to say that there wasn't some serious thought in boycotting the season or that. LeBron James left the meeting and, and thought that maybe this was a possibility. But I think that that context matters when you're reporting breaking news, which basically leads people to believe that, hey, the season is over now. And and obviously that's not what's happening. So anyway, uh, Woj is, is, is the source for NBA news and will always be. Um, sounds like they will not play today, Thursday, as I record this on Thursday afternoon. And he says a resumption of the postseason could come as early as Friday, uh, but certainly by the weekend, according to his sources. So LeBron James put out a tweet on Thursday afternoon, quote, change doesn't happen with just talk. It happens with action. It needs to happen now. For my I Promise school kids, kids in communities across the country, it's on us to make a difference together. That's why your vote is more than a vote. Um Hashtag Black Lives Matter and tweet for LeBron James. So again, uh, LeBron, as he should, the sp- kind of the spokesman of the players, the a cultural figure in his own extent as well. I would assume that that means that we're looking at those Tuesday games with the Bucks, um, probably pushed back to a. Uh, I'm sorry, those Wednesday originally scheduled games with the Bucks, and then later on Rockets Thunder, Lakers Blazers, Lakers Blazers as well. That's probably going to be played Friday. This is me speculating at 1:30 in the afternoon on Thursday. Um, certainly, you'll you'll hear about it. And uh, no basketball today on Thursday. Back into it on Friday. And we'll have Brian on tonight to give us an episode on Friday where we look ahead to all that. But again, you know, kudos to the Bucks. I, this is not an empty boycott, an empty strike, an empty protest. But you know, wow, I, I, I would, I will say, this is this is not sanctioned by the league. And I, and I was wondering, I'm, I'm wondering. I kind of alluded to this in the last segment, but I wonder if there's an element where you know it's great that Adam Silver and the NBA is kind of on board with some of this stuff. But I wonder if the protests and the players and the message would be better served if the league was a little less on board. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't a protest or a boycott or a strike, whatever you want to call it, and I really don't want to get into that semantical argument, doesn't it have a little bit more impact if you're making someone mad? And, and I know that obviously that's kind of the 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 macro message, the fans, the, the, the owners, the team you want to get that. But like – if the league is a little bit upset by what you're doing, and I know that, again, ninety uh, percent of it is you know thumbs up and hats off to Adam Silver and the league for going along with everything, but like when you're kind of trying to cause a stir and the league is always just like yeah thumbs up you know or or the Magic say yeah you know cool uh, we're not going to take a, a forfeited victory here in the playoffs, 
I don't know. It just seems like it would have more impact if there was like some repercussions for your boycott. You know what I mean? I don't know. And and I've never, again, I've never been on the forefront of a protest movement, but it just kind of seems like that would be like a, that's why, that's why this Bucks thing felt different, a little bit different yesterday because it's like the league didn't know about it. The, the magic didn't know about it. And like, if there's a way for like something to be disordered a little bit, I know that no games on Wednesday and ultimately no games on Thursday is a bump in the road for the league is some disorder. It just seems like something happening would create even bigger news. Uh, if, if, if I, like I said, if the bucks came out and said, Hey, we need our fans, the people of Wisconsin, the, the elected representatives of Wisconsin to step up for us to do what we want in terms of justice, then maybe that would spur more things happening at a legislative level and even at a ground level as well. Just, I don't know. I just, some thoughts. And again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm being critical because I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of not, I respect the bucks for what they did. I respect all the protests. I've been a little bit involved in some protests. My, uh, my head is certainly in the right place. My heart is certainly in the right place. Although we, we can all and all maybe should do more at our own little individual levels in terms of the discussions we have with friends, maybe get out and do some protesting. If you're doing a little bit, maybe do a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera. You know, this is an important time. And I wonder another thought I had as we, cause what's, what's the biggest deal in the country right now? Well, obviously there's a handful of them, coronavirus, uh, the racial unrest, but another one of the big deals is the presidential election coming up on November 3rd. Maybe you've heard that the, there is a presidential election coming up. And again, the last thing that we need as a locked on Pistons family is to turn this into a political podcast. That's not what this is, but I wonder if the you know, someone tweeted, I think it was Hoops Hype tweeted about how there's four owners, including Dan DeVos, who have donated to President Donald Trump. I wonder if there's a way for the players to focus in on the presidential election for things that they can do. And I know that they're doing the voting campaigns, and that's good. They should continue to do that. But I wonder if there's more pointed things that players can do, that the NBA community can do to impact the presidential election. Maybe if the players come out and say, this is just a crazy thought, but we're all kind of spitballing these days. What if the players said, hey, Orlando Magic is owned by Dan DeVos, and um, I'm a a pending free agent, and I could help out the Orlando Magic if I join the team. I will not play. I will not sign with a team. I will not play for an owner who has donated to certain political candidates. Now, again, I don't want to turn this into a, a Donald Trump beat-up fest. I would like to, personally, but we're, we're going to try not to do that. I wonder if something like that, a statement that says, hey, you, you donate to this particular political candidate for an upcoming election in the next you know, several weeks, not, not distant in the future, but very kind of pretty soon. I wonder if that kind of statement would mean something and would, would kind of cause some waves here. But we've probably said too much here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, so let's get back to the Pistons, talk a little draft mailbag, a couple of prospects that are out there that readers that think that I should explore, and we're going to do that here in the coming months as well. That's coming up next year on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team, every day. All right, this is the perfect topic for me because I love the interaction with the fans, I love the draft talk, and I love kind of melding those things together. So we're looking for your top seven from your big board for the the draft. Get on the the Reddit thread. I was happy to see that we're upvoted a bunch. Uh, We've got 45 replies on there and uh, some people on Twitter as well. 
one of the names that's popping up recently, and, and it, what's nice about the seven spot is uh, selfishly I can kind of ignore Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball pretty much. We'll rank them in the top, probably the top five of my big board. We'll see where you guys end up. Certainly probably the top three for those guys on the fans' big board. We'll talk about that next week. But, you know, James Wiseman is a guy you can't really cross off the list because I do think he ends up fall, possibly falling to number seven. Not certainly likely, but a possibility that he falls to number seven. But uh, then you got kind of the usual suspects, guys that we've talked about a bunch, right? Killian Hayes, Tyrese Halliburton, Anyeka Okongwu, um, Isaac Okoro's in that group as well, uh, Devin Vassell, right? Guys that are kind of in that core, Denny of Dia too. Um, but then there's that next kind of that. I don't know if it's the next tier. That's what we're going to have to decide here over these next couple months. But names that are kind of popping up that some of you guys like that I haven't really done my homework on. One of those names that's popping up quite a bit is Kira Lewis Jr. of Alabama. So he's actually from Alabama too, a big-time recruit coming out of high school. He reclassified after his junior year, so he was young after uh, while entering Alabama, uh, played two years there. His freshman year was getting 13, only three assists a game. Sophomore year this past season, 18 and a half, five assists as well. Played his sophomore year this past season for Nate Oates, who we know – was uh, a high school coach at Romulus here in Michigan and then became the Buffalo head coach, went from uh, high school to assistant first, but then became the head coach, was very successful at the University at Buffalo. Mac fans know that it's University at Buffalo and not University of Buffalo, one of the strange quirks of colleges out there. And then he was, had his first season at Alabama this past year and enticed Kira Lewis to come back to play for the Crimson Tide for his sophomore year. Super quick guy, the speed off the charts. We like that. Um, a little guy in terms of his uh, frame, six foot three, but uh, you should be able to add some more weight to that. Um, and has you know the, the some of the typical pluses and minuses: creative finishing at the rim, smooth looking jump shot, but maybe not the uh, the results that you want from deep right now. The good good court vision, creative distributor, but a little bit of a tendency to force passes. So yeah, I'm gonna watch some film on him. He's someone that you guys are talking about quite a bit. Here's another name that I didn't see a lot on, but kind of intriguing. Uh, the tagline or the uh, the handle was not Howard Dean on Twitter. He reached out to me and said that number three under Killian Hayes and Isaac Coro is Leandro Bomaro. Uh, so we had a, a reader that says that he's got Pistons DNA, could easily be the best defender in the draft, um, a good passer according to the uh, the guy on Twitter. So that's another name we got to check out. So, yeah, as part of the threads of you guys pitching in with your top sevens, with all the typical names and where you rank those guys, we're looking for those wild cards too because God knows we've got time now, right? It's not going to be October 16th for the draft like we originally thought. It's going to be later than that, it sounds like. So we're going to have to uh, double back on some of these names that might be further down, some of these upside guys. Robert Williams is a guy from Florida State who I'm thinking about as well. Uh, so th there's some names out there that we maybe need to, to double back on in case you guys want to find some home run swings at number seven in the draft. But just wanted to get this episode out for you guys here on Thursday afternoon with all that's going on in the NBA. Um, you know, We'll say it again, Black Lives Matter. It's an important thing to say. Um, let's be on the right side of history, if nothing else, than the right side of justice and, and be um, – you know, let's respect respect what's going on with the uh, the protests. Participate if you want and can and are able. But uh, I feel comfortable as an individual supporting the movement and uh, stating my belief and agreement that Black Lives Matter and that uh, you know something's got to be fixed in this country. And uh, hats off 
to all the NBA community that is doing their part to let it be known. But that wraps up this edition of Locked On Pistons. I am your host, Matt Shook. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. A lot of great stuff from the network out there. Have a great day, everyone. We'll talk to you guys in the morning. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.